Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Happy Time, Happy Money Podcast. Working in a marketing industry, I recognize that the most often problem I hear is that I don't have money or I don't have time. And then I realized I can help you with both, so why wait? This is not your typical create budgeting spreadsheet podcast. My goal for this podcast is to spread education around time, money, crypto, blockchain in the simplest language possible. Tune in and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Happy Time, Happy Money podcast. And I'm your host, Victoria Miracle, today with you with Mitch Jaworski. Mitch has been investing for well over a decade first by trading stocks and then investing in real estate. And in the recent years, this main focus has been crypto and helping others understand how to invest it prudently. Hi, and welcome, Mitch. Hi, Victoria. So good to connect with you and chat with you. I know we have like a fun chat before and I know a little bit of your story and I know you have a, an amazing story to share. And before we dive into the business blockchain and cryptos and all of this fun stuff, I would love to hear where you're coming from, how you got into it and what inspired you to keep going. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I caught the investing bug when I was about 18 years old. I was uh, fresh out of high school and I uh, was renting a room from uh, someone that I had worked, I was working with. And they gave me a book for Christmas called Rolling Stocks. And all it was, was about how to trade stocks that were basically like trending sideways and basically just, you know, buy, sell back and forth. And that little thing is what kind of got me started down the investment path. I fell in love with the stock market and that's, really how I ended up in this space. You know, I dreamed of working on Wall Street. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't going to an Ivy League school, so that probably wasn't reality. But uh, yeah, so that's um, the beginning of it. I ended up working, you know, as a stockbroker briefly for uh, a year or two. That ended when I was in a really big building that had a plane fly into it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So I moved on into corporate finance, but I always had this passion for investing in stocks. So I was kind of like trading on the side, messing with options while I worked that quote unquote, you know, nine to five day job. And then, you know, I kept evolving and then, you know, real estate came across, you know, my, my plate and I got excited because I was like, wait, I can get passive income. I'm tired of like grinding and trading all the time. Like I want something that's not a job. So I started in real estate in 2014 and started building passive income through that. And then you know, I was still looking at stocks and everything. And then in 2014, I think I heard about Bitcoin for the first time, looked into buying it. There really wasn't an easy way to buy it. I looked at like this peer to, right. I looked at this peer to peer exchange where like, literally it was like, meet someone at like a coffee shop and like, give them your wallet address and like hand them money. And I was like, this is shady as hell. I'm not doing this. So I let fear get the best of me, which I guess caters to my, my brand, Scaredy Cat Guide, and I didn't do anything. And then in 2016, I came across an article that was on Yahoo Finance, which is funny because I haven't been on Yahoo Finance in probably like three years, but there was this article and it talked about this, this like crypto and this blockchain that was revolved around essentially like a social media site, like a, like a blogging site. 
So I was like, well, hell, I mean, I blog already. Like I had like my own little personal blog. So I jumped on it and I got involved in that. And that's when I really started going down the crypto rabbit hole. Um, and it was cool because I was earning crypto without, you know, even having to spend money just from writing blog posts on that website. And then from there, I just went further down, you know, and I had bought Bitcoin in August of 2016. My only regret is I didn't buy more. Um, and then I just kept going further and further into investing in crypto. And I'm at the point now where, you know, after being a stock market guy for, you know, a decade plus, I don't even look at the stock market anymore. Like <laughs> I literally just don't even look at it anymore. It's all crypto. My real estate investing, you know, has become second fiddle as well. It's literally all crypto all the time. And, you know, I've been able to build a sizable portfolio through just active investing, a little bit of trading, and also continually blog posting um, on these social media sites that are, you know, attached to blockchains where, you know, you earn just by participating. So it's been an interesting little ride. It feels like it's been, you know, months, but it's been years. And here we are, you know, five years, a little over five years later, and life is good. Crypto is good. And now I guess I've acquired, acquired enough knowledge where uh, I teach others how to do it because, you know, everyone wants to know what the heck crypto is and what the heck Bitcoin is now. Exactly. And it's, it's just so perfectly. Let's go right, you know, straight into it. What will, for those who hasn't been in the blockchain industry or crypto, we touched on this podcast a little bit there and there and here, but it's more traditional investment. And I would love to just like do a very starter introduction to and i know you will you're the best person to explain that what is a blockchain yeah what is the crypto yeah i mean and that's the biggest thing you know it's not even like you need to understand blockchain to do crypto but it's always nice to at least have a fundamental idea of you know how things are working and what people don't realize is you know blockchains are used in more than just crypto i mean ibm uses blockchains you know internally for you know logistics tracking things like that and i think the biggest difference when it comes to crypto is the decentralized nature of it. So the short version of a blockchain is like literally just picture this. It's just a series of blocks that are linked together. And each block is basically labeled with what they call a hash. And that hash is just a random, you know, set of numbers and letters, but that labels that block and that hash in that block gets pushed forward to the next block. So the next block that processes has its own hash and it'll have the previous hash in it. And that's essentially how the blockchain links itself. Now, these blocks are what's important because all the transactions that happen, as they get processed, well, that's what happens. They're processed in a block. So if you do a transaction on, let's just say Bitcoin, you know, you wait for X number of confirmations. And as those confirmations happen and then a block's produced, your transaction essentially is produced and now is on the ledger and is there, you know, for eternity. And that's the biggest takeaway is a blockchain especially when it comes to crypto, is an open ledger. It's open source and it is full and complete. So whatever happened on, let's say, Bitcoin from day one, that data is still present. That data can still be findable by someone. You can search, you know, Block Explorer and any current block links all the way back to that, you know, especially for it to be, you know, obviously a valid block. The beauty of crypto is that it takes that blockchain and it decentralizes it, which basically just means there's no central point of authority. So the easiest way to picture this is think about Google. We all go on Google, no matter where we are in the world, we search something, we get an answer in a fraction of a second. The reason that's possible is because Google has servers all over the world, except for Google controls all those servers. 
Google is the central authority. Google is also the central point of failure, the central point of control. With a decentralized blockchain, there is no Google. The blockchain is being run and produced by everyone, by me, by Victoria, by whoever wants to run what they call a node and essentially process the blockchain. There's different types of blockchains. That's a whole nother story we're not going to get into. But when it comes to Bitcoin, essentially it's miners producing blocks. And anyone that wants to be a miner can try and be a miner. You just buy the you know gear that you need and, and, and make a run at it. Doesn't mean that you're going to definitely win blocks and earn Bitcoin, but you're going to be one of more than 10,000 people running a Bitcoin node, which you can look up on, I think it's bitnodes.io. You can see how many nodes are running at a time. So instead of Google having servers all over the world, we are the servers, every single person that's running a node. And because of that, there is no central point of failure. If my computer crashes and my node goes down, it's not stopping the blockchain. And if I decide that I want to change something about the blockchain, well, guess what? I have no power or authority to do that. And that's the beautiful part of decentralization is that it solves the problem of what they call a trustless environment, where basically you don't need that middleman to essentially validate that each party is doing what they're supposed to do. And that was always the biggest problem, I guess, in regards to having anything that was decentralized. It's like, well, how do people trust each other? And the blockchain solves that problem in many ways. And a lot of that has to do with DeFi and smart contracts, but that is a whole nother topic that would take its own podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I just looked it up for interest. It's 14,738 notes on Bitcoin. There you go. And, and, it, and it keeps growing because I wrote a book. Well, I wrote a book a couple, uh, couple of years ago on Bitcoin. I've, I, I actually recently expanded it. But when I wrote it a couple of years ago, it was just over 10,000. And that's why I always just say 10,000. But I know that's crazy. It's up to 14 and change now. It goes to show you, wow, just power of the network keeps growing. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. And in the United States, I can see in Europe, it's like the most, and of course, China, it's closed it up now. So I I guess there were, and imagine how many nodes went down. So interesting. It probably was more numbers of the nodes that is currently right now after China. Yeah, because China was big. Yeah. So what you said, you know, about that, what's the trust and how do we, you know, prove that the person have this amount of money that they're saying and when they're selling is sending them so that's what you know removing a kind of a banks but people say okay it's not gonna it's never gonna happen it will not happen in the way that there will be no banks but they will adapt and make it faster and easier because right now let's say why i just want to like add on to it why is it so important because banks, you know, you don't have a control over your money. Let's say on Bitcoin, if I have a million dollars and I want to send it to Mitch, I'll send it and it'll be there in 12 minutes, probably 12, 30 minutes. Get you my wallet address ASAP. <laughs> exactly. Give it to me. <laughs> and if you want to send it through banks on Bank of America, a million dollar to Mitch, they're first, they might ask, where did you get the money from? Why are you sending? Oh, well, maybe it'll take another a, a week. We need to clarify things out. And that's a huge amount. We need to send it to the IRS. And I'm like, what? You know, so yeah. that's the beauty of a blockchain and then cryptocurrency, right? Because Bitcoin, it's a cryptocurrency. And there is so many cryptocurrencies, not just one Bitcoin. So that is like a good. Thank you so much for this amazing diff, like breakdown of explanation on how that works. I think it's, yeah, I that's mean, all gotta- we need to understand. 
Yeah, you just, you know, and I always say like, you know, demystify crypto. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, we're going to demystify crypto because once people actually understand it and the light bulb goes off, they're just like, oh, well, that's not that complicated. Like, so I think, you know, people fear what they don't know. So, you know, the more we can educate people on, you know, the basics of it and, you know, how it functions, I think the more widespread it becomes and the more comfortable people, you know, become with it. And I think the biggest takeaway, what people have to realize and what may scare people is what you just talked about with the banks and how, like, you know, we don't have full control of our money and we don't. So when it comes to crypto, the difference is, yes, you get full control of your money, but that's also the problem. Like that scares people because yeah. if you make a mistake, there's no FDIC insured. There's no, like the government's not coming to save you. Like you're in full control of your money. So like anything in life, there's pros and cons to everything. I personally like having full control of my money because I like to think I'm financially prudent. That doesn't mean I haven't made mistakes. I've kissed some money to the crypto gods, like off to the gods. Thank you very much. It happens. You make mistakes, but at the same time, there's no one telling me what I can and cannot do with my money. And I'm also not restricted in that, like Victoria's example. I mean, I don't want to wait five days to, to move money. Like I'm, if I'm moving money, it's because there's something that I'm trying to jump on and I'm going to miss that window if I'm waiting for the bank to approve me. So pros and cons to everything, just know what you're getting into. And when you, you know, have crypto off an exchange, you know, if you have a crypto on a Coinbase or, or crypto.com or anything like that, you technically really aren't in full control of your crypto, not your keys, not your coins, as they always say. But just know that crypto gives you the power to have control of your own money. But to quote, I guess, Spider-Man with uh, <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. So be responsible with your money once you have control of it. And let's speak about the mistakes that people are making when, what not the mistakes, but like, what's the prawns of that as well? Like you said, first, like the very first that came to my mind is losing your keys when, you know, it's your own wallet. And how many, I know there's a 20% of Bitcoins or 30% of Bitcoins are actually lost and probably never going to be found. Yeah, it's a big chunk. And, and, and there's like, that story. So like, you know, and we'll talk about this obviously later, but you know, I do, I do a weekly call where I go over yeah. basics for people. And one of the biggest things I teach them, I'm like, this is what a crypto wallet is. This is what, this is the different keys. And more importantly, this is what a seed phrase is, or AKA a secret phrase. And when you create your wallet, this is the most important thing, period, because with this, you won't be like that guy in London who was trying to dig up a landfill because he had a, like a hundred million in Bitcoin and some old computer that he couldn't access. So I always say, I'm like, don't be a news story. If that guy remembered what type of wallet he had that on and had his seed phrase, all he has to do is go download that same type of wallet, import by using his seed phrase, and then it literally pulls your information off the blockchain because as I always say, the blockchain is the opposite of vegas what happens on the blockchain stays on the blockchain and that's really that. what you got to remember i love that <laughs> yeah it's like imagine if bank of america not that bank of america is going bankrupt but let's say bank of america is going bankrupt and then but it's like a, if it will be on the blockchain then you can still have a seed phrase like your access your account number and imagine you can log into a different bank and get your money out of it that's basically blockchain. Imagine if the old banks work together, right? And they that's will, a they will really cool way to describe <laughs> it. I like that. I'm I'm gonna probably use that going forward. Go. 
Welcome to our 10 seconds break where I am your host Victoria would love to invite you subscribe to our new YouTube channel that will help our algorithms and you can watch all of the episodes too so search for Victoria Miracle and or go to the description and find our episode page and there you can also click on the YouTube video and it'll take you to our channel. So thank you. And now we're going to go back to our guests. For it, use it. I just came to me. <laughs> and I think that's, that's what we need to understand is that the account number, like if you don't know your account number, you cannot log into the, your bank. I mean, with the bank, you can give them the number, social security, but just remember if you don't have your, if you don't remember your social security, like, yeah. you know, that's, that's what is a seed phrase. It's just so important. It's so important that you like got to really treat well. And I recommend you know, putting it on three different places. Like you, you can just put on one thing and then the house might burn. So yeah, definitely yes. make sure it's in a different spot. Yes. No. And that's a valid point. So like me personally, like I literally physically print out a copy that is in my safe. And then I have a copy on like an external hard drive I have that's got like, you know, important stuff. And then, you know, you can do whatever. Else. I mean, people do all sorts of different things, you know, make pictures of it, whatever. But either way, you just want to make sure you keep it secure. You don't share it with people because if you share that with someone, then they essentially can, you know, hijack your crypto. So that would be bad. And, you know, you talked about like kind of like the bank and the online thing. And, you know, I think what's crazy is it's not that much different than interacting with your online banking. It's like you have an account, you have a password, you wouldn't share your password to your online banking with someone. Don't share your private key with someone. And, your seed phrase, like you said, that's kind of like your social security number. So if you lose your bank account number, you go to the bank, you show them your license, you give them your social security, they can look it up for you. So your seed phrase is kind of like the equivalent of that. So I like this. This, mm -hmm. this is cool. It's easy to explain, right? It, it comes together kind of in a good picture. I, I really like that too. <laughs> so what, what other, you know, things, what like top three advices? Let's go, just go, yeah, let's tap on the mistakes because you obviously, uh, um, we will share Mitch have a Zoom call that he can go and I think he explains that all of it in there and, you know, you can also look it up online, but like what advice you will give to those people that are starting? It's like, what mistakes have you done that you can, you know, advice on not doing it anymore? Yep, mistakes I've done, mistakes my friends that I've gotten at the crypto have done. And the biggest Sorry. thing is, you know, especially when we're in a rush and we're trying to move things around, you need to, well, here, here's a rule for anyone new in crypto. Anytime you are sending crypto to another wallet or to your own wallet off exchange or whatever it is, if you're I know what's coming, first, I know what's coming. Yeah. If you do it for the first time, anytime you send something for the first time, do a test transaction, meaning use a small amount, like almost like whatever the minimum send is, send that, see that it works and then send you all your money, right? And then going forward, you never have to do a test transaction again because it's like, all right, I understand this wallet or I know that I sent, you know, I didn't send Bitcoin to an Ethereum wallet or something like that because that's something that I think really catches people is that they don't understand that there's certain wallets that only function for certain blockchains. And the good part is crypto is evolving so fast that I don't think that's gonna be a thing a couple of years from now because you already have several blockchains like Thorchain and so many others that are becoming interoperable where you can have native Bitcoin directly on their chain. So as that becomes more present, I think we're going to have wallets where you can have everything. And don't get me wrong, there's wallets that are multifunctional now, 
but there's a lot that are just specific to certain cryptos, certain blockchains. So yeah, you know, that's do a actually, that's actually uh, one company that I'm kind of affiliated with Zenic. They are building a blockchain. They are saying that I mean that they have a technology that you can uh, send, you know, all the different networks to the blockchain and it's decentralized and that's, that's kind awesome. of Binance, decentralized Binance, which is super cool. So technologies are, I mean, yeah, right now it's a problem. If it works on a different network, I've sent money on the wrong network and I lost money and I know it cost me $171. So that's not, that's actually pretty It's cheap, really so good. Not, it is. It's a good, it's a good lesson. I, I sent, uh, as I call it, I, I sent money to the crypto gods way back in 2017. And it was at the time it was only $300 worth of ETH. I don't want to think about how much it's worth now. I don't like, I don't even try and do the math. I don't try and remember how much ETH it actually was. I just remember oh, it was like about $300 USD. So I'm not, I'm never going to go back and figure it out. Cause I don't want to know what that's worth right now, but it happens. And listen, I have a friend that, you know, unfortunately more than that, it was like, what did he send? It was like, I think it was close to two grand. And you know what he did? He, he was moving around things so fast and he had copied the token address for something. I don't know if it was Ethereum or whatever it was. And he accidentally put the token address into the send field uh. instead of the wallet because he was actually sending me crypto. And he ended up sending it basically into the ether, like kissing goodbye to the crypto gods. Like, you don't, yeah, don't send anything to a tokens, an actual token address. That's, that's not good. <laughs> Yes, yes, we we don't. That's another. That there's another advice that it's here. Don't really make sure when you're working with money. It's it's not just crypto, but it's when you're working with money that you're putting the right account numbers and you know you're putting yes. the right names and right Swift codes and and that's yes. exactly the same with a crypto. You gotta make sure you know. It's like bank have the Swift things. It's like the same. It's a network, right? You gotta choose the right <laughs> network. You gotta put the right correct address amount and yeah and the fee and make sure that you agree and you send it there is no other agree that the bank can say oh we don't agree so you agree then you agree with it and that's it and i think that's the beauty of crypto and just having power back to a human being because we're earning them but then we're like oh bank of course you got it you choose what i do with my money (laughs) it's like pretty much so real It goes back to whole, you know, just, you got to take a little more responsibility, which means you got to be a little more prudent. So, you know, as you were talking about with checking your account, like anytime you're sending or receiving, you know, double check that wallet address, make sure you're sending it to where you think you're sending it or, you know, giving out the correct wallet address to whoever's sending you crypto. And that's the safest way not to essentially kind of see crypto go bye-bye. Yeah. So what do you see because you're running those Zoom calls and like, what do you see people are... Like what's happening, right? What what is the first fear that people have, and like how can you support it and um, get overcome that? So it's funny because the, the the fear is pretty much a trend that remains the same in terms of like the topics they want to talk about. That trend obviously goes with whatever's hot because you know Shiba. now it's all about. Can we talk about oh, you? I'm kidding. <laughs> I know yes, exactly. See, you knew. So, yeah, I whatever. I'm not gonna lie. I shorted, and again, like I said, I was a day trader for years. I yeah. shorted Shiba Inu just out of spite. Although on the chart, it made sense. I made about a 250% return. I posted it all over TikTok just to literally almost clown on people because I got so tired of everyone in my ear about, like anyone I've ever met in my life would text me about 
how do I buy, like own no crypto. And they call me up and be like, how do I buy this Shiba Inu? I'm like, you don't stop it. It's too late. You already missed the train. <laughs> so, but yeah, and that's the thing too. I think, you know, people should pay mind to getting, getting FOMO, right? Everyone fear of missing out and they FOMO into stuff. And the thing is, by the time something's gotten really popular, you've missed all the real big gains. And that doesn't mean you still can't make money. It just means like the dude that basically, you know, thousand X his investment, you're not going to be that person. Like that already happened. If you double your investment, then you crushed it pretty much at that point. So, you know, just pay mind to that when something's run so fast, so far, you know, and especially with the market cap of it is too, because it's like. Well, right now it's like a fourth or third. Oh my uh, gosh. I think it's at 11 or 12, but my whole point to that was that insane you know, marketing all these people hyping that coin right oh it's gonna go to a dollar i'm like you do realize if it goes to a dollar it's gonna have like three times the ma market cap of bitcoin so yeah anything can happen in our society these days is what i've learned because stuff is crazy but i'm gonna go with betting on that it's not gonna be worth three times the size of bitcoin i'm just pretty confident in that bet so and i think i'll just short it instead and make some money on a trade but anyway, I digress. We're not going to hate on Shiba Inu. Meme coins have their place. But yeah, the biggest thing I get and, and, and the way all this started and like, I, so I wrote a book called Scaredy Cat Guide to Knowing What the Heck Bitcoin Is. And the reason it got that title was because I was going to my real estate meetups. Because again, like I said, I was a real, I'm a real estate investor. I go to a lot of networking meetups for, for real estate. And especially in 2018, you know, when we were like the top of the bubble, I would go to these real estate meetups and half the conversation would end up about crypto. And over and over, the same thing I would hear is, it looks cool, but I don't understand what the heck it is. So I just kept hearing that over again. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the heck it is. Like, what the heck is Bitcoin? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to literally turn that into a book. So, you know, I think really it's just people going from kind of like we just talked about, you know, a few minutes ago. And then with that baseline, they now feel comfortable, right? Because when they're not comfortable, the biggest fear is basically, am I going to get hacked? Is my Bitcoin going to get stolen? Am I going to, you know, uh, is the government going to take it away? And it's like funny to, because to us, you know, that have some crypto knowledge, we hear that and it's like, you almost, you almost want to laugh, right? Because you're like, all right, you'll realize how ridiculous your questions sound once you kind of learn it a little bit. And that's really what it is. It's just alleviating that fear of them basically doing something dumb where they lose their money or getting, you know, hacked or because people, people think that like crypto can get hacked. And I was like, no, like, listen, your wallet can get hacked if you yeah. go to a phishing site. And I speak yes. you know, about it on my Russian Instagram, but I'll, I'll make English uh, content for that. It's just there's so much fishing going on. So you have to be oh, really so careful much. and looking to where, what links you're clicking. But that's not only with crypto. It's with everything else too. That's anything. That's what you're online Bank banking. of America, whatever, online yeah. banking. But people make such a big deal because, right, there is a fear of unknown. And okay, it's, yep. oh, I can get scammed. I'm not going to get into it. But you can get scammed exactly. in the bank. You can get scammed in everything. So it's just really paying attention. And that's the most common, I think, mistake that I see people making it's to clicking link that is like one letter different and giving their yeah. password and login and yeah and yeah. those people just log in and password and cash they out their account so that's it super I simple personally no yeah I personally like, know someone that basically got fished on their metamask and got them oh yeah it was like fine 
just a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, MetaMask lost like half of a million, but it's nothing compared to billions that are there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's they close it up really quickly, right? They figured it out. And that's, you know, look, it's, I mean, people will now probably hear say, oh my God, I'm not going to go into it. But what happened is that um, Google Trends, right? Hackers created a website that they are ranked on Google first, better yeah. than the MetaMask itself for yeah. uh, like hours, for a few hours or something. I believe, I don't remember exact numbers. And people logged in into that one thinking it's the first on Google, thought it's real, didn't pay attention to a link give their address like the login and password so people logged in you know and put the seed phrase and this what that what happened it's also yeah. stupidity of people like you gotta so pay attention yeah and the two big takeaways like you said like so pay attention it's like number one make sure you're on the correct site like you want to make sure you're on the official site like if you're gonna like so metamask is, a, is a, basically a web plugin wallet you know it's yeah. called a soft wallet and if you're going to download MetaMask, make sure you're on the official MetaMask website because that's how my friend's brother basically got caught. He clicked yeah. a link that yeah. was not the official MetaMask. So he downloaded that. And then like, as he was, you know, adding to that and getting into DeFi projects and everything, it's like, I guess he hit a certain threshold where they thought, all right, all right it's time to clear him out. You know, there's some money in here now. Um, and then the second is, as Victoria mentioned, the seed phrase. No one's ever going to ask you for your seed phrase. If you go onto a site and it asks you for your seed phrase, you know that you need to get out of Dodge because that's a scam. The only time you ever use your seed phrase is if you download a wallet that you've previously used to import your crypto again. So if you have a wallet and whatever, you lose access to it for whatever reason or the other, and you go on a new computer and you download that wallet, instead of basically creating a new wallet, you're going to basically import your existing wallet by using your seed phrase. That is the only time you ever use your seed phrase. If anyone asks you for it outside of that, it's a scam. It is. I almost, I think I was on the MetaMask, like this website, they asked for password and I put password and then seed phrase. I was like, no. No, that's yeah. the wrong website. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, like, you just got to be careful around that. Yeah. Yeah. Log well, in with your password. If it asks you okay. for your seed phrase as well, yeah. you don't need your seed phrase to log in. You just need your password. Yeah, yeah. I went on one like this website once, but things got, I catched myself. And now I almost, the funny thing is I went to look for my seed phrase. And then the moment I was like, what am I looking for a seed phrase? And then it came back. I was like, no, this is a not right website. Yeah. You see, and even like, you know, you, you know, you still need to catch yourself on that because you, when you do things, it's so automatic that you're just like going for it, whatever, you know, the desktop tells you to do. <laughs> it's like basically. Yeah. Well, and I also say too, like, you know, I, you know, patience isn't exactly my strong point. And sometimes I'll just button mash, I call it. And if you're kind of just like clicking through, like to get like, where you want to go, sometimes you miss little things, you know, and you see that even, you know, even with crypto transactions in terms of like, you know, what they call a gas fee. And, you know, you might get a bad gas fee and you're just hitting approve, 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 approve. And all of a sudden you spent like half a BNB on a transaction. You're like, wait, what just happened? So you got to pay attention to what you're doing. And I think that's the biggest thing. And honestly, like some people don't want that responsibility because, you know, there's a saying that's ignorance is bliss. It may be, and if that's what makes you happy, then live that live that way. But if you're someone that, you know, essentially wants to be a little more in control, you know, it's like the equivalent to the uh, matrix. Which pill do you want to take, the red or the blue? Make your decision and then move forward. You know, either one, good for you. Like, you got to live your life. I'm not here to judge anybody. Make your choice. And then, you know, and that's accordingly prudent. 
And if you take the pill that you want to go with it, I know that mention, you know, have a, an amazing class that will lead you into that. So, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you can share about that. Go for it. And we're going to wrap up that. Right up. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate the segue. So, yeah, no, um, honestly, I like teaching people and I just want more people to get involved in crypto. So I do a free 30 minute Zoom call on Tuesday evenings, 630 Eastern time, where I basically just teach people the basics of what a blockchain is, what a wallet is, what your keys are and what a seed phrase is. So you basically are equipped to, you know, interact with crypto without, quote unquote, doing something dumb. Um, and then, you know, from that, obviously, you know, I have other products. I have a mastermind I run, but a lot of those are paid for type products. So, but if you want to get started, jump on the free call, you'll get the basics you need to start investing in crypto and, you know, demystify it. So you're no longer scared of it. Yeah. So start, start somewhere. Thank you so much for coming over, Mitch. And Absolutely. Uh, thank you uh, for everybody that is listening to this interview. And uh, if you would like to, you know, there is actually a video version of it too on YouTube. If you go and subscribe and give a like and comment, that will be also very supportive. I think I need to start saying that at the start. So if people actually want to watch it, they can watch it instead of listening to it. This is true, but they'll know for the next one and you want them to keep watching. So exactly. So thank you very much. And if uh, you just scroll down, there's going to be a link for the episode page where you will see the whole links that we mentioned above and uh, biography and some other links and the video of this interview. Thank you very much. And uh, I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for the listening to this episode. And if you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe and review. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at happytimehappymoney.com.